Scott White returns from Boston. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. How was your trip? <laughs> it was good. Your wife ran the Boston she, Marathon. She ran the Boston Marathon in the heat. I think it was, if I heard the news right, the hottest for an April Boston Marathon. But she survived it. She got through, did a great job. Well, congratulations. Yeah. You were at the blowout game too, right? I was also at the 18-3 Rangers victory over the Red Sox. Saw a bunch of home runs. Stayed for the whole game? Two by Mike Napoli, who coincidentally went to the high school my wife teaches at. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's from down here, right? He, he is indeed. Down here Lanigan in Lanigan High School. Uh, did you stay for the whole game? Uh, no. And what do you think of Fenway? <laughs> <laughs> Way to take it all in, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. Yeah, uh, it was it was uh, it was everything it's advertised to be. Was it a dump, as Luke Scott would say, or was no? It I, I didn't. You know, I wasn't down there in the clubhouses changing and showering and whatever <laughs> else. But that would have been weird. <laughs> it would have been a little strange. But from my perspective, it looked pretty darn good. All right. Well, it's Thursday, April nineteenth. Scott's back. I'm Adam here with Nando and Scott today. We're giving Al the day off. You can follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy BB, Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball. I am at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, at Nando CBS and A-N-D-O at CBS Scott White, and at Al Melk, Al M-E-L-C, CBS. Stat of the day, here we go. Justin Morneau has seven home runs in 12 games at Yankee Stadium, including two last night. Those seven home runs are more than he has at Target Field. <laughs> In his career? In his career. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tough place to hit that target field. Uh-huh. He loves Yankee Stadium, and uh, I think last time we spoke about Morneau, Scott, you were kind of coming around on him. And I'm staying around on him based on the way he's performed recently. I think uh, I, I'm willing to go ahead and say he's pretty much back. Start him every week. I, I agree with starting him every week. I don't know about being back. I, I just These concussion things are so weird that you know, in, a, in a, two weeks from now he could be sitting out a month. Which I don't want to see, 100% don't want to see, but just exercise a little caution if you're, if you're running out to grab them. All right, we had a fun game, fun night of baseball last night. We're going to get to all the you know, noteworthy action, three up, three down rotation. Prospects report coming up a little bit later, and buy or sell. That will be our typical Thursday show, buy or sell. And a prospects report. Why don't we have replay, guys? Did you see what happened in the Dodgers game? They got totally screwed. Niger Morgan was tagged out at home. And the umpire missed it, somewhat understandably, because you can't expect them to see everything from every angle, whatever. But he missed it. Morgan scores the game-winning run in extra innings. Come on, Nando, give me some replay. <laughs> I think it'll slow the game down. So what? I'm a purist. Just it happens. You know They're, what, man? It, they takes, got 100... it takes five seconds to look at that replay and say, oh, he was tagged out. Yeah, but it kills the uh, emotional aspect of it all. Where do you stand on this? I hope <laughs> you have on. a more... Uh, these things even themselves out. No, it's ridiculous. They won the game because of it. A lot of these things happen. It's karma. It'll come back. It'll come back to the Brewers. Tell that to the Dodgers. I uh, I think I'm more on, on Nando's side oh. with this one. What? And, and, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not really sure why. I, I, just, I, I, I understand <laughs> the emotional argument and the slowing down argument. Uh, yeah, maybe if they, if they did start it, I, I'd see it wouldn't be such a big deal. But, you know, 162-game season, it, it's not like football where, where one loss changes the whole course of your season. I think these things tend to even out. Fine, the but they lost the game because of it. Well, I mean, I, look, don't, don't have the guy, don't have an umpire go into the dugout to take a look. Have a guy at every stadium who's watching it and can communicate down with them. Did you agree that players should be able to use steroids? No. Well, then why? I mean, how about all, because of the old record <laughs> <Come> books? <on. laughs> because people who didn't get to use steroids 
No, because it's wrong. It messes up cheating. the record books, it's man. Cheating. They've never had the instant replay. Books. They've never had instant replay. Why would you start now? Because it's smart, just like football. Last <laughs> note before we get into the actual fantasy stuff. Matt Cain and Cliff Lee. Uh, I thought what was most amazing about them combining to throw 19 scoreless innings. I think Cliff Lee threw like 102 pitches in 10 innings, and Matt Cain threw 91 in nine. That's so ridiculous. How about that? Economical. That's, that that might be the stat of the day. <laughs> that was yeah. I'm not 100. percent It was a little over 10 per inning. Let's go. Oh, sorry. David Price was 90 in the four last week. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Remember David Price? He was yanked in the fourth inning. Yeah. Three and two thirds, whatever it was. He is no Cliff Lee. Three up, number one. Mets outfielder Kirk Newenheis has a six-game hitting streak. He's batting three seventy-five. He led off yesterday and had three hits. Already 17 fantasy points filling in for Andres Torres. Now, the update I read this morning, Scott, said Terry Collins wants him to get regular at-bats. So I guess that means if Torres comes back, he might go down again. What do you think about Newenheis right now? Well, that's disappointing to hear that because I was thinking hopefully this performance would just kind of keep him around as the starting center fielder. It's not like Andres Torres has much of a future. Uh, it's not like the Mets have much to play for right now. And, and clearly Heis is showing he's capable of performing in the majors. Uh, so so <laughs> I'm hoping it's more along the lines of, well, now he'll start to play more against lefties. But those comments aren't encouraging. Well, I don't want to make it sound like it was a certainty. Yeah. But are you going out and pick up this guy? Or? Not, no, I'm not picking him up in, in standard mixed leagues yet. Uh, I still see him more as a deeper league guy, partially because of the uncertainty in the at-bats and you know, not, not really a big-time big power hitter. Um, so I, I'm leaving him for deeper leagues. Chase Headley has four home runs this year, Nando. Same amount as he had last year, sitting 371 with 11 RBIs in his last 10 games, owned in two-thirds of our leagues. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like Chase Headley has just been the prospect to wait for for the last eight years. And he's going to break out this year, and he's going to break out this year. And hmm. I don't know. I'd like to see him hit 10 by mid-May before I'm jumping. But obviously, it'll be too late by then before I give my stamp of <laughs> approval. But it just seems like, you know, everyone said the park's yeah. too big. Headley's, you know, it, it almost is. done I, this before. I mean, look at his home away splits last year and over his career. He plays anywhere else. He, he's, he is a perennial all-star, but he doesn't play anywhere else right now. But I go back to <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez hit 40-something home runs in Petco a couple times. It's, I mean, it's right, doable. He's the, no, he's but, the only one. He's the only one. Yeah. He's the only left, primarily left-handed power hitter to hit for power <laughs> at Petco Park. Adrian Gonzalez, yeah. But it's not like Headley came over from St. Louis and all of a sudden he's hitting all these home runs in San Diego. Like We're uh, we've pretty familiar with Chase Headley, I think. So you're not really buying that he's not really. Uh, maybe he'll have like a career high in home runs, but I don't think I'd expect him to hit you know 40 home runs. Matt Joyce went three for five and hit his third home run. He's owned in 84 percent of leagues, only started in 55 percent. Scott, what do you think about Joyce? I think uh, I'm encouraged by him playing every single day so far because you remember most of last season he was sitting against left-handers and for good reason. His numbers were awful. Uh, this year so far, he's hitting 267 with, with a homer against lefties, which obviously isn't as good as he's been against righties, but it's good enough for him to stay in the lineup. Um, with B.J. Upton coming back, though, you know they'll, they'll have that thing going on with Ben Zobris moving back to the infield, sometimes in the outfield, sometimes, and Joyce may still end up getting bumped out more uh, than you'd like. So I, I'm not I, I'm not going all in on Joyce yet, but... Uh, I, I think if I owned him, I would be encouraged so far. Three down, three players trending down. I got to start with Scott here because your boy Eric Hosmer. <laughs> I got to know how worried you are. 
batting 167, two home runs, and seven RBIs. Nando and Al kind of think he's overrated. <laughs> we didn't fine. say he was bad. We just he's overrated. Fine. That's true. Um, I, yeah, I don't care. 167 after, what, two and a half weeks? I, I'm, it's not really concerning me. If, if anything, I think he's a safer bet for if, if he's overrated in any aspect, it's more for the power than the batting average. And I'm still not even saying he's overrated in the power. 290 is my minimum expectation for Hosmer this year, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it at that. I like that. It's like a cowboy just standing there in the dirt, you know, like, come get me. 290. <laughs> He's batting 167. I like that. And I'm with you. So we've pa- got a long way to go. The, the, I, I meant he's overrated in terms of, per- not your perception, but just he, he shot up so quickly. It's just like a, like a chic pick, you know, like a, he's like Kesha. He's everyone oh, just God. flock to him. <laughs> he's nothing like Kesha. Okay? <laughs> he's talented. Three down number two is Mitch Moreland. Nando, were you expecting more from Mitch Moreland? He's not owned <laughs> yeah. in a lot of leagues, but for deeper leagues, you know, he's only hitting 130 with one home run, doesn't play every day. I was expecting a lot more from Mitch Moreland, uh, especially in the play every day category. Um, not really? every day, but I thought more often. I thought, you know, Napoli? the first Rocky after, year. The, after the postseason Napoli had? But you could put Moreland in the outfield. I wasn't expecting this Craig Gentry thing. Oh. I, th- you know, I thought the, the outfield would shake out where he'd play in the outfield. And I, I thought, I I thought David that, Murphy yeah. would have been the odd man out, as he has been so many times, with Cruz and Moreland in the outfield. Moreland playing first base, Hamilton in center field, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But... It's just, you know, the puzzle pieces aren't fitting together the way I wanted them to right now. So you're going to leave him? Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, waivers? If I had a, a very large team, I'd like him on there, but I, I don't think he's in danger of being picked up by anyone else right now, which makes me comfortable. All right, that's Mitch Moreland. Let's move to three up number three, or three down number three, excuse me, Giovanni Soto, batting 125 with an RBI, only one in 32 at-bats. Keep him or drop him. He's owned in 70% of leagues. Uh, I... I um He's not one of my top 12 catchers, and I don't see the need to carry a backup catcher in single-catcher standard mixed leagues. Now, if it's a two-catcher league, obviously, yeah. you own him. I, I mean, it's it's pretty much, you know, you either definitely don't own him or you definitely own him. If there, if there, if you play, let's put it this way. If you play in a league where there is reason for more than 12 catchers to be owned— my my ranking of Soto hasn't really changed since the start of the season. He's in, like, the top 15 for me, and, and this slow start doesn't change it. Drop him for Pierzynski. You know, if, if, if it was a situation where you could drop Soto and, and he wouldn't necessarily be picked up by somebody else, I'd be willing to go with the hot hand in Pierzynski right now. Uh, but I think... Uh, those leagues are going to be pretty rare. So I'll just say, no, I would not drop Soto for Pierzynski. Nando, would you drop him for Jonathan Lucroy? Um, I don't think so, just because uh, Kataris. Kataris, yeah. Kataris, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's going to bite into Lucroy. It shouldn't, but I think just while well, Kataris is hot, it'll bite into Lucroy a little bit right now. And Soto and Lucroy. I mean, Lucroy's got the batting average, but I think Soto's got a little more power. A little more power. Rotation time. Five pitchers from Wednesday's games that caught our eye. Jire Jurgens. His ERA is over eight. Another bad outing. Keep him or drop him, Nando. Uh, I'm going to keep him for now, just based on his what his 11 and 09 seasons. Okay, he, he was very good in those. Not a lot of strikeouts, but I mean, I I, I don't think you have to stick with Jurgens. Again, it, it always depends on the depth of your league. Yeah. Um, right, I know it's kind of a it, blanket yeah, statement. It's hard to make a blanket statement there. but Fine, then I'll get more specific for you. <laughs> Would you drop him for Barry Zito? No. 
Would you drop him for Jake Westbrook? No. Would you drop him for Juan <laughs> Nicasio? No, I wouldn't. No. But but somebody I might drop him for. I, I picked this guy up in a lot of. It was like the one roster move I made the whole time I was away. Jake Arietta. <laughs> okay. Three mostly impressive starts. You know, a guy with a good amount of upside and was great at the start of last season. I, I think the way in, in in the majority of my leagues, get back to the standard mixed league thing. If you drop Jurgens right now, nobody's going to rush to pick him up. Um, and even if they did. You know, you're talking about a non-strikeout guy who, whose whip, even in his good years, has been suspect. Uh, so I would be willing to do that, just hoping this this ends up being a breakthrough for Arietta. And, and then even if it doesn't, I don't feel like you're losing that much. Matt Latos Nando, he's 0-2 with an 8-2-2 ERA. We'll remind people he was 0-4 with a 4.98 ERA last April and only had one other bad month all year. That was June. But he hasn't had one good start yet. Are you worried about Matt Latos? Uh, no, I still like him. Okay. I mean, it stinks, but I'm not. What are you going to do with him? I'm not going to trade him. I'm not going to trade him while he's bad. I'm not going to consider him. him a buy low candidate. I would consider him a, a very excellent buy low candidate. Trade AJ Pruszynski for Matt Latos. <laughs> see what happens. Good luck yeah. with that. Look, yeah. look, at, look at what Latos <laughs> did last April, and, and he was dealing with a shoulder issue then. It, it, He's got the calf. This, yeah, this started with the calf thing, and that's less worrisome to me for a pitcher than a shoulder. Another good start for Astros starting pitcher Lucas Harrell, who was owned in 10% of leagues, 1-0, 2-5-5 ERA, and 10 strikeouts and 17 and two-thirds. Thoughts on Harrell, Scott? I need to see a lot more from him, basically. You're not talking about a, a top prospect here. And, uh, you know, the, I always like the strikeouts for young pitchers and, and 10Ks in 17 and two-thirds innings. That's not doing it for me. Outside of deep, deep leagues, I'm not bothering with him. Harrell or Zito? Oh. I think I might actually go with Zito there uh, because man. of the innings mostly. I guess I, 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 man, I would go with Harrell. Because he's got relief pitcher eligibility in those two star weeks. <laughs> okay. I could play, even though he's been a starter most of his career. I think he had six games last year. Four of them were relief, two were starts, and he got his relief pitcher eligibility. Fair enough. Bartolo Colon next up in the rotation. So I did watch a bit of this game, a couple innings of Colon pitching. And he's, I mean, I don't know how he's doing it. 108 pitches, 82 strikes, but eight shutout innings against the Angels with no walks and four hits. I mean, just an absolutely dominant outing. I wanted, uh, you know, I wish Al were here today. No offense, guys, because he loves <laughs> Bartolo Colon. That was one of his sleepers. He's 3-1 and one with a 2-6-3 ERA and, and mostly in the low 90s. Saw him reach 93. Uh, Nando, what do you think about Colon right now? Uh, he's, I mean, he's unstoppable. There was a note last night, I think, with Susan Slusser said that he had uh, 35 straight pitches for strikes. Wow. 35 or 32, just in a row. And there's video of it on uh, MLB.com. I'm not going to watch that video. There's a highlight video of 32. It. Come on. Watch Bartolo Colon throw 32 straight strikes. No thanks. Though. That's like a cat playing piano. Uh, I mean, it is, it is impressive. Can he keep this up? I think, well, no. This is the problem with Bartolo Colon is he gets these little nick cut injuries where he's, you know, he, he's going to have a bad game after the game, say, oh, well, you know, my shoulder was bothering me, and then be gone for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that... that but when he comes back from that, he'll be good again. Right. You, you own him for now, but you don't rely on him long-term, basically. Irvin Santana is 0-3 with a 6.75 ERA, four earned runs or more in every start. Are you concerned? Well, yesterday's start really wasn't that bad. He went seven and gave up four, which... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think, though. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's baseball. <laughs> it is. Any team can score any number of runs any night. Um, I'm not. I'm not especially worried. He, he didn't get off to a great start. Remember, like last year, it was kind of around the time he threw the no no hitter. He just kind of took off from that point forward, right? He threw a no hitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been away uh, too yeah, long. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Everybody threw a no hitter. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> or was that two years ago? <laughs> That was two years ago. It's the last couple years, really. But uh, no, Santana, I'm I'm sticking with him, and and I don't even really think I'm benching him if I own him. Would you rather have Cologne or Irvin Santana the rest of the year? Uh, Santana for sure. Big Irv, yeah. Irvin Santana or Matt Latos the rest of the year. Latos, yeah, Latos too. Jason Vargas is two and one with a two point eight four ERA. This is a bonus rotation spot. We went with six guys today. <laughs> Var, I couldn't find out a way to fit him in the show. The Ozzie Guillen route. <laughs> Hazer cares. Six man rotation. Uh, only owned thirty seven percent of leagues. Jason Vargas is he under owned, Scott? No, maybe a little. Maybe a little. It. He's the kind of guy because you know he's not going to get strikeouts, and it's not like he's going to dominate an ERA and WHIP. You you only really own him when he has favorable matchups or is making two starts. Um, what he I think maybe in head to head leagues, deeper head to head leagues, he he's underrated just because he he pitches. He's a two hundred innings guy, and and those aren't aren't everywhere. Those aren't all over the place. Uh, but general, generally generally speaking, he's not on my mixed league teams. Now. Okay, injuries, news, and notes. <laughs> Chris Young is on the DL for the Diamondbacks. They called up A.J. Pollock. He started last night. Uh, what do you think about Pollock, Nando? Is he any type of prospect? And, uh, uh, you know, compare him to Newman Heist since he's relevant. He is. I think, you know, Pollock, we were looking at him yesterday, uh, Pollock and, uh, and Para, and Gerardo Para, yeah. who you love to tease us with before the season started. Blank or Para? Blank or Paul. Did I? Yeah, you did. There's one show. There's one show where you kept bringing him up over and over again. That's <laughs> why? why I associate him with you. I don't know. But we were talking about like, damn, I wish Azer was here because this is his guy. Gerardo Parra. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you just had uh, he was stuck in your head. Well, I did mention him yesterday, and we said Parra wouldn't be a bad guy to pick up with Young injured. But right, and with Young and Pollock. Upton, possibly yeah. you got Pollock and Parra. Um, Parra. Uh, I'm not excited by him. He, he doesn't have a lot of power. He's got a little bit of speed. Um, this is Pollock you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, this is Pollock and Parra. They're pretty much the same person. I mean, you don't get them for their power. You you kind of have a little speed there. Um, the average is decent, but through the minors, it hasn't been you know stellar or standout or anything. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to play every day, obviously, so there's value in that and the run scored. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not like... Is it obvious he's going to play Yeah, that's day? what I was wondering. I'm pretty, I assume... With Parra there? Well, if Upton's going to be out with a stomach well, injury. Well, Upton Pinch ran yesterday, I think. Yeah. So that, to me, says they don't think he'll go on the DL. Um, or else they, you know, wouldn't have wasted another day. That's just my thought. So let's say yes. Upton's injury isn't that bad. Then you're probably talking about Parra Par and, and Pollock. Pollock platooning, right? I'd say it's some kind of deal like that. But, I mean, you know, you can make the argument that they've had Para this year. They haven't really played him as much as they should have, um, especially, you know, with Kubel with the whole thing, that little controversy before the season started. Let's sum it up. Yeah, so not worth it, basically. How's that for the sum yeah, it up? okay. Sorry. Uh, New and Heiss over that, that, those two guys? New and Heiss for now, yeah. Scott, agree? Yeah. Okay. Brett Gardner is on the 15-day DL. And looking at the Yankees outfield, Andrew Jones, Raul Ibanez, and Eduardo Nunez could be in the mix. Do you like any of those guys? Uh, not in standard leagues. Eduardo Nunez, because he has the shortstop third base eligibility and will steal bases, 
I, I could see him getting picked up in the majority of rotisserie leagues if he ends up getting enough at bats. But because there, it's you know this this mix here, um, I'm not especially high on any of them. Lance Berkman re-injured his calf and could end up on the DL. Think it might be time to add Matt Carpenter. What do you guys think? I think you're right. He's played hero a couple times too. Could this be like a big time fantasy impact pickup? Uh, I don't think so because I don't see this being a long term deal for Berkman. Um, yeah, Beltron gets hurt a lot too, obviously, but um, and and that could open the door for Carpenter later. But I, I just think it's going to be. I I don't see the opportunity for him to get regular playing time apart from injury, and I and I don't really think you can bank on that. Mark Melanson demoted to the minors. That didn't work out so well so far. B.J. Upton could be back today if you play in a daily league. The Rays play Toronto tonight at 7 Eastern. Jenmar Gomez suspended five games for throwing at Mike Moustakas. Is anyone replacing him in the Indians rotation? Do we know? I haven't even read that up. I wouldn't think so. It's only five games. But, hey, we got a, there's a Cleveland prospect who was researching before the show. Corey, Corey Kluber, a lot of strikeouts and very few innings. Okay, okay, we'll <laughs> so talk about that shortly. In case he gets called up, he's a strikeout guy. Michael Kadire day-to-day with a bruised toe. Jeff Karstens is on the DL. Do we know who will replace him in the Pirates rotation? Saw Brad Lincoln pitched in relief yesterday. He was called up. Could be your boy, former Prince striper. Broken face. Who's that? AJ Burnett. Oh, well, I think he has another... Well, Brad Lincoln did last night, and he might hit one more, and then could be A.J. Burnett. Or A.J. Burnett could be the next round. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw late April for Burnett. So Broken face, former Yankee. How did I not get that? Yeah, well, well, come I on. Like, How many well, I thought you were talking about Brad faces? Lincoln, and I was like, I don't remember him. Being Sorry, I was Yankees. giving you hints. <laughs> uh, all right, so keep an eye on Burnett there. Toronto GM Alex Anthopoulos said that Drew Hutchinson or Jesse Chavez will likely be called up on April 21st to start against Kansas City, which will be the next time the Jays need a fifth starter. That's coming up in just a few days. Do we care about either Chavez or Hutchison? Hutchison has upside. Um, I, I still don't care. I, I wouldn't care to add him outside of AL-only leagues, but it would be interesting if he got called up, yes. Will Omar Infante's groin injury land him on the DL? He's got a groin, and I think last night was a hamstring. Oh, yeah? So maybe because of that little double thing, I'd say possibly. You got to wait. And see. I mean, at least you have a few more days until you know lineup setting day comes for the weekly leagues to figure that out. So sure. there's nothing you can do about it now. All right, keep an eye on Omar Infante. And last note here: Joel Hanrahan, day to day with a hamstring injury. Juan Cruz got the save yesterday. If you wanted to play it cautious, would you pick up Juan Cruz? Would he be the guy? Yeah, yeah I believe so. I'd- that was the second save for him. Was it? Uh, unless whatever box score I was looking at was wrong. No, you're well, right. It was the second two save. two right there. So I, I would say he would definitely be the guy. Okay. Let's do buy or sell, and then we'll give you our prospects reports. Buy or sell, Jamayo Weeks as a standard mixed league second baseman. He has only one steal and two attempts this year, and he has been bad. Buy or sell, Jamayo Weeks right now. I'm buying him. All right. Oh, did you, means, do you want me to go, no, <laughs> go no. deeper right, into detail? Right. You've you got to explain the terminology <laughs> to me. All Sorry. right, let's sit down and talk <laughs> about buy or sell. What does it mean? <laughs> I think it means, you know, in this case, are you buying Jamal Weeks as a standard mixed league second baseman? Are you buying him on an open stock market? Or are you buying that he's been bad? 
Yeah. No, I'm I not buying that he's. I'm sorry. I'm not buying that he's been bad. I'm. I'm not asking if you're buying that he's been bad. I'm asking okay. if you're buying that he's still a standard mixed league second baseman, or are you down on him? I'm buying Jamiah Weeks. Not worried about the slow start. Not worried. Are you buying Colby Lewis as a breakout pitcher? No, and I, I was. That was the game I attended. Uh, he was pitching in the high 80s, and uh, that was the case through many of his struggles last year. Two years ago, which I would consider his breakout season, actually, uh, he was more of a low 90s guy. I think he could get it up even a little higher than that. So I, I just don't think he has the stuff to survive high 80s in the American League, pitching half his games at Texas. We saw all the home runs he gave up last year. To me, he's just a fringe mixed league guy. Wow. Okay. That's that's harsh. <laughs> I'm a meanie. What yeah, can I say? You are. I'm not Boston buying him as a jerk. breakout, but I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. See what happens. This guy goes to Boston for like three days and he comes back. And he's, he's wearing a, a pink Red Sox hat too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, pink oh, no. one. I like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, are you buying the Rangers rotation in general, Nando? They have been ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm buying you, Darvish. Uh, I he's been the worst one. Yeah. I know. Well, that's why I'm, you're, I'm you're buying still him. buying him. Buying him low. Buying him low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't argue they've been good. But you also have to keep reminding people it's all, it's not even the first month of the season yet. When it gets hot and muggy down there in Texas, you have some problems. They've been ridiculous. Jake Peavy struck out eight and seven innings last night. He's owned in 82% of leagues. He has faced Texas, Detroit, and Baltimore. And so he's pitched in only pitcher's parks um, because I believe the Detroit start was at home. Sell high on Jake Peavy or add in all leagues? Only hitter's parks. I'm sorry, only hitter's parks. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, (laughs) Jake Jake Peavy should be owned in all leagues, I think. This is back-to-back just vintage Jake Peavy starts. And and the way he's talking, he, he feels great. Um, he was kind of, I forget how he worded it exactly, but he was kind of like, uh, after this last start, I, would, I was saying, I feel great. <laughs> like, why is everyone surprised? Um, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, we saw glimpses of it last year and I think now we can trust PV again in fantasy. Buy or sell Brett Lurie, Nando. He is off to a slow start. Are you buying that he is still an every week starter in a standard mixed league. Oh yeah, I, I think right now is is the time. The, the window's closing. If you want to get Brett Lowry, and you've got someone who maybe feels like they they overreacted and got him very early and want to dump him, uh, I, I see all his minor league numbers, and he just kind of it points to a Ryan Braunish type player with a lot of power, great average, and speed. And uh, if you can get him now, I think you'll be happy with the, the next five months of production. Buy or sell Hanley Ramirez as a fantasy stud. He's homeward in three straight games. You know where I'm going with that, man. Yeah, you've you, you got to buy that. I, I still think there's some injury risk there, but um, clearly if you own him, you should be excited about playing him. <laughs> buy or sell Marlins Park as, a, as an extreme pitcher's park because I made a huge fuss about it, but right, <laughs> lately they are lighting up that stupid, ugly home run sculpture a lot. It's they beautiful. Are, they are hitting their home runs. So uh, your, your thoughts on this stadium, how it could impact Stanton, et cetera? Well, I guess uh, the way it's been going lately, I've got to sell it. As a pitcher's as park. A pitcher's as an extreme park, pitcher's park. As an extreme pitcher's park right now, but it's still... It's still too early for me to decide anything. Today's going to be good. interesting. They're closing the roof today for a day game. Which well, that should help. I would I've think. heard several different theories on the windows, oh. the roof open, the roof closed, whatever, whatever. So 
Maybe today will give you a decent indication if the balls start flying out of there. Maybe with the roof closed, it's a different story. Buy or sell Adam Jones as a top 20 outfielder this year. He's number eight right now. Uh, I'm, I'm selling him because uh, mostly because of the on-base thing, which you know has a direct impact in head-to-head points and uh, an indirect impact on the run scored in Roto. Uh, plus, he's not going to be a big steals guy either. So less than 30 homers, pretty good batting average. But to me, that's more top 30 than top 20 territory. That's what I was thinking, top 30. Yeah. I'm sl- it's a slightly sell. Adam Jones or Melky Cabrera? I'd rather have Jones. I think I'd rather have Melky to start he's off to. I'm, I'm, he's winning me over. He was number eight. He was the number eight outfielder in both formats last year, and he's been good again. Uh, would you sell high on Carlos Beltran? Yeah, he's going to get hurt. It's just a it's a given. Yeah, I mean that's couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Buy or sell this statement: Hiroki Kuroda can't pitch in the AL. <laughs> Man, that's that's well. There was one good start in there, one really good start. So against the we're Angels. talking about three starts. One has been really good. Against the Angels, my projected AL champions, which I'm sticking with, with also, them? by the way. Yeah, buy or sell the Angels. I'm, You're buying I'm them? still buying the Angels. <laughs> I'd like to point out you guys laughed at me when I had Washington going to the... I would like to point out that I was still laughing for that. <laughs> <laughs> and the Braves, my team, the Braves, they're well, picking it up. Our team, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I can't be discouraged about that. But um, Corona. Corona. Sorry. I had some worries initially about Corona. But I'm not going to buy that he can't do it. Just that uh, there, there's reason to be concerned about him if you own him. And that uh, you might want to sit him and, until he starts to string together a few good starts. But I, I'm not like I, I'm not going overboard writing off Kuroda or anything. I think he's, he's benchable, but he's not, he's not cuttable. And you got to give him some time and see if he can pitch in the AL. And I, I'd, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Buy or sell this excuse for R.A. Dickey's poor outing yesterday. He said that throwing his knuckleball in the rain was like, quote, throwing water balloons. Oh, I buy it completely. <laughs> the knuckleball is so goofy. That's why Tim Wakefield, it would seem like from start to start or, you know, sometimes from year to year, like he would either get blasted or he would be unhittable. And Dickey's been less extreme than Wakefield because he throws harder and because he, he his well, Wakefield's control was pretty good for a knuckleballer, but Dickey's is exceptional. Um, so he's a little more consistent than Wakefield, but still, when you when you talk about environmental conditions like that, if if the knuckleball is less than perfect, it's a disaster. <laughs> and, so and you're buying it, huh? I, I, I buy it completely. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought we were going to scoff at it, but no. Water balloons was. <laughs> Time for a prospects report. Who wants to kick it off? Talk about your, your favorite guys out there, your favorite little youngsters. Tyler Moore. We brought him up here. Mary yeah. Tyler Moore, absolutely. Yeah. Five home runs in the last ten games. Seven home runs in the season. He's batting 370, 350, something like that. He's And they have a very good excuse to bring him up with the Morse injury. Uh, I know they've been hesitant with Bryce Harper, but it's you know Bernadina and, and Rick Ankiel. It, neither of them are going to do anything for them. When Tyler Moore, I, I mean, not... He he's like a prospect in the sense Mark Trumbo is a prospect. A bunch of homers in the minors, but you're like, eh, what else can this guy do? And and then he comes up and he's pretty good. So I could see that happening for more also. I think he had two two straight thirty home run seasons his last two years in the minors. I think that's right. How much more can this guy do? And he's hitting for average. It's not like a you know two twenty average and a bunch of these home runs. He's he's hitting for average. 
Bryce Harper's not doing very well right now. No. So unlikely that he'd be called up soon, right? No, I, I wouldn't think. You know, depends how we're talking here. I, I still would uh, I, I would still think he'll be. I, I still personally think he's going to be up before the end of May. But there's there's a long time to go before early May, and if his stats are still down like this, then you know it probably won't happen. He's having trouble with lefties. The minor league baseball milb dot com has splits, and you you look it up, and he's he's I think last I checked he was one seventy against lefties, one eighty against lefties. No, he's he's not he's not doing well against left-handed pitchers. Be careful typing in milb.com. Yeah. You know? Finger slips. <laughs> How do you think I found it? You're going to a not safe for work <laughs> website. Uh, all right, who else stands out here? Trevor Crow, Will Middlebrooks, Lonnie Chisenhall, Jeff Clement. Uh, Middlebrooks Mike is interesting. Oh, go ahead. Talk Middlebrooks about is the uh, Red Sox prospect, um, third baseman. I guess before last night, before Euclid hit his home run and kind of all of a sudden got hot. Middlebrooks is uh, you know. Hitting well for Pawtucket, four home runs, couple steals. If if something's wrong with Euclid and he needs to go on the DL, they they could bring up Middlebrooks and he could actually, I think he could do pretty well, starting a third. Scott, what do you make of Shelby Miller striking out a lot of guys, but he has a six point two three ERA, the Cardinals pitching prospect. Well, he's getting up to a point, a place in the minors that he's never been in before, and I mean the stuff's going to lead to strikeouts no matter what. You could understand some struggles as he works his way up the ladder. Uh, Shelby Miller, uh, the Cardinals don't seem in any kind of hurry to bring him up, and I, I think if I owned him in a long-term Kiever League, I wouldn't be planning on more than a September call-up, really, and I, I think that's likely that he will get called up then, but I wouldn't. I don't expect him before then. Trevor Bauer, we tell you about him every week, probably more than <laughs> once a week. You, this is a guy you want to own, Diamondbacks prospect, 0.57 ERA. He is struggling with his control a little bit. All right, I'm just going to throw it out there. Give me two or three guys that you want to own right now. Um, and, and, you know, any, any other notes you want on these prospects? Nando, what do you think? Who do you want? I'd like, I really would like Tyler Moore. I've been, I've been preaching Moore for a little while. Eventually, he's going to, you know, LaRoche will get hurt. Something will happen. And they're, their hand's going to be forced in a hair kind of way. And uh, obviously, you know, Trout and Harper, everyone knows about, but. Anthony Rizzo might be kind of interesting. I know LaHare is playing well at first, but he's played a lot of outfield in the minor leagues, and if Rizzo comes up to first, you know, maybe you trade away Soriano's contract to put LaHare out there in the outfield. Yeah, they're going to take Soriano's contract. The Red Sox need an outfielder right now. No Cubs, can put, Cubs will pay the money. Yeah, that could be. I don't know if the Cubs and the Red Sox want to do much business anymore. but uh, <laughs> um, Okay, so you're saying keep an eye on Anthony Rizzo and Tyler Moore. Scott? Yeah, this is a guy I'm not rushing to pick up or anything but we just haven't talked about him much dylan axelrod with the white Sox, who came up for a while last year and had more than a strikeout per inning so far triple a 20 strikeouts only three walks and 17 in a third innings um clearly he has stuff to succeed he hasn't been regarded as like a high-end prospect in the past and the white Sox really don't have an opening for him right now but he could. Uh, I could see him going the Corey Lubke route, where if he does get a chance at some point, he ends up being a lot more useful than anyone expected. So now I know you're feeling pretty good about those Nationals. I, I am. They're stacked in the farm. Look, we're talking about the guy who's, who's not even their number one prospect, Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. who eventually I, I, he'll, he'll be up at some point. I don't know when. but uh, And more, they haven't had Morse all year. They haven't had Morse. The, the most surprising thing. Shinmin Wong. 
I still think they're going to get, particularly now that the Braves have turned things around and, you know, look like they're still plenty in the hunt. Um, I just think that all that talent's going to drown the Nationals out. We've got extra wild card. And done. Extra wild card this year, Scott. Yeah, I know, but I, you know, we've seen so many hot starters team-wise in the past just yeah, it's meaningless, fizzle right? out. <laughs> I don't think they're fluky, June, though. You know, it's it's not that. No, they're they're not. That pitching staff is deep. right. I, I mean, they were kind of a they were kind of a trendy, uh, trendy playoff pick coming into the season. I didn't realize that. Well, I, I, I just know John Heyman. <laughs> like John Heyman picked them to win the East, also, and John Heyman. Yeah. Uh, obviously, his opinion counts for something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be a complete surprise if they did stick around. But I still don't expect them to because I still think there's three teams better fr- than them in the East. Let me make this point about uh, Michael Morris and get your opinion on it, actually. Not really a point. This is my first year playing in a very deep fantasy baseball league. I'm in a 20-team league now, and I think I took Michael Morris in the fourth round. And I feel like in a league like that, if one of your best players gets injured, you're screwed. I mean, my team is terrible. Yeah, and it really—I don't want to play in. I don't really want to play in a league like that. I'm sorry. Like maybe <laughs> what I'm was a, the format. It was six by five with OPS as the extra category. It's a head-to-head categories league. How deep? Twenty teams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the yeah. depth is the issue. Yeah, I mean, and I can't no, replace them. It's th- this is an argument I make. I've made with emailers in the past, and and I talked about it with Nando a little. It, it seems like people who are in those deeper leagues, kind of like. They they look down on the people who play in the standard mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they act like they're not taking it seriously. Whatever. They're all oh, your your team's full of all stars. You know all that stuff. Whatever. Right. There's so much more luck involved. I feel like the deeper the league gets because of that. If if you're if one of your stars gets hurt, there's nothing you can do about right. it. You're just buried the rest of the year. You're, the the shallower leagues, I feel like you're actually playing fantasy baseball throughout the season. You're maneuvering, and, and, and that that as much as the draft determines who wins. So I I I I, I kind of don't like the deeper leagues. Right. Kind of like you, which. Yeah, I'm not loving it right now. No, maybe it's really terrible. But when when uh, when uh, Andres Torres got hurt, for instance, yeah, I could have argued that Scott Harrison would have gotten a lot of that playing time, and Newenheis wouldn't, you know, would have just ridden the bench and seen some occasional at bats. It's luck. I mean, one guy could have guessed one guy could have guessed one way, one guy could have guessed the other way, and the guy who guessed right is getting the full time at bats. You could have done the same amount of research and made just as good a guess, even a better guess, saying Harrison would have gotten a lot of that playing time. Yeah. Same thing with Casilla and Romo in San Francisco. I understand. I understand mixed yeah. leagues aren't as representative of real baseball, but fantasy baseball is a completely different game with its own quirks and rules, and you can't. It, it's a, it's a baseball themed game. It's not meant to represent real baseball, and uh, I feel like any game, the more luck you put in any game the lower the quality the game is. So I I, like I, I don't like the luck aspect of, of those deeper leagues. Good for you guys. Fantasy Baseball <laughs> at CBSInteractive.com is our email address. Put podcasts in the subject line. Here's a question from Matt. He has two questions. First of all, Luke or Darvish, rest of the season? Darvish. Yeah, I'll, I'll still lean to, toward Darvish, but I'm uh, I'm more confident in Lube Key getting his season on track than Darvish. Ten, a, oh, sorry. Ten, it's, it's a question of... Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. I'll save it for later. 
Okay, yeah, no, I'm just trying to rush through these emails. Uh, 10-team head-to-head points league. I'm trying to get Ellsbury. was thinking of offering Corey Hart straight up for him. Am I paying too much? Um, or should I go with a package of Mabin, Rasmus, Reimold, and Kipnis? Uh, something like that for Ellsbury. So is giving up Hart too much for Ellsbury? I think at this point, not knowing how much time Ellsbury's going to miss, I could see that becoming a season-ending injury, even though they're talking like eight weeks maybe now. There's, there's just not much of a, a precedent for it, and shoulder injury is always scary. I would, I would be hesitant to do that right now. Lauren and – oh, then Matt says, P.S. Nando, great choice on that Johnny Walker Green deal. Definitely goes to show why you are such a great <laughs> fantasy analyst. Because <laughs> I went for green instead of blue, man. It's tastier. Lauren in Los Angeles – Wants to know about Anthony Bass, who we talked about a little bit yesterday. Is he worth owning in a 12-team mixed league? Um, I don't know. I, it'd I don't, have I don't to be deeper not, than that. Yeah, 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 it'd have right. to be one of those 20-team leagues you're talking about. I can't imagine him being owned in our, in our podcast league. Right, exactly. It, unless it were a two-star week or something. Um, let's move on to Greg. I've been offered Jose Bautista in exchange for Hunter Pence and Adrian Beltre. Giving up Pence and Beltre for Bautista, he has... Uh, Miguel Cabrera at first, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Jose Bautista in exchange for Pence and Beltre. Which side would you rather be on? It's a hefty price tag, but I think in in standard leagues, it's worth it. Um, You know, picking up, you lose the extra body. And and they're both very good players, Pence and Beltre. But to get the super stud that's really going to set your team apart, I, I think it's worth overpaying a little like that and then filling in off the waiver wire. We have Bart, our pirate friend. Avast, you mateys. I be emailing again. <laughs> 12 team AL only Roto League. I be talking with Long John over sending him Denard Span for a laddie with a good pirate name, Justin Smoke. Be this a handsome trade of average and speed for power? Fair wins, Bart. <laughs> so he's giving up Span to get Smoke. Yeah, I didn't even hear the question. Yeah, there. I didn't either. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd do it for the power. Yeah, I Smoke. It's a ceiling thing for me, and Smokes is much higher. And Cody wants to know if he should start you, Darvish, today at the Tigers. Why not? Uh, no. I say no. If you have other options. A start's better than no start, but otherwise, no. We're done. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Welcome back, Scott. Good to have you. Good to be here. Have a good Thursday, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>